Kaden PR acknowledges the traditional owners of the land that this podcast was recorded and produced on, the Wurundjeri and Bunurong peoples of the East Kulin Nations. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging, and we extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Welcome to The Press Office with Kate and Co PR, the podcast that gives you an exclusive and unfiltered look behind the scenes of the Australian media landscape and public relations industry. I'm your host, Marissa Jane, and if you are dreaming of a career in public relations, are an aspiring journalist, or simply just obsessed with all things digital and traditional media, then this is the podcast for you. In this week's episode of The Press Office with Caden Co. PR, I am joined by Stephanie Vigilante, who is the social media editor at one of the most popular digital media outlets here in Australia, Broadsheet. Now, Broadsheet is the ultimate city guide and is filled with the best places to eat, drink and travel to. So it was great chatting to Steph to learn how she brings their editorial content to life on their social media platforms and also how they plan to tackle TikTok. This episode is definitely a must listen for anyone who works with social platforms in their job. So enough from me and let's get on to the interview. So today on the press office, I am joined by Steph Vigilante, who is the social media editor at potentially my favorite publications out there, Broadsheet. So firstly, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I always like to ask all my guests to introduce themselves, what they do and how they got to where they are today. So over to you. Cool. So I'm Steph Vigilante. And yeah, as you mentioned, I'm the social media editor at Broadsheet. So we're a culture publication. We cover everything from like food and drink, to design, fashion, home and lifestyle and events. But yeah, this wasn't necessarily a career I was gunning for. I didn't really know it existed until I came across it. Um, and I also didn't really like know what I wanted to do when I finished school. But yeah, I loved words. I loved design. I loved social media, the holy trinity. Um, so being able to combine all three has been really great. It's interesting because I remember when I was younger and all these career counsellors would come to school and they would be like, your career that you will have in a few years' time doesn't even exist yet. And to me, that was so unbelievable. Was that kind of the case for you? Yeah, absolutely. I Yeah, like I didn't feel like I fit into any of those traditional kind of models but also had no idea like what avenue I wanted to go down um I really like enjoyed being creative but yeah enjoyed writing and it was tricky did you go to uni and study yeah so I originally studied marketing um I did a degree at RMIT and then I worked in the field for a little while but then yeah didn't didn't love it so I went back to uni and did a grad diploma of journalism again at RMIT And yeah, that was mainly just to, I guess, pursue my career in, well, pursue my interest in writing. Um, I didn't really know again where that I was like, that was going to take me, but kind of wanted to explore that. As part of the course, I did an internship at Broadsheet. And so that's how I first kind of got 
involved with the team and then did some like temp work with them for a little while, freelance for a bit. And then, yeah, eventually a job on the social team came up. Awesome. And I feel like to your role, and correct me if I'm wrong, would be almost that perfect balance between journalism and marketing, right? Yeah, it kind of happened perfectly. And what does your role actually entail? What is your day-to-day life like as social media editor? Yeah, so I guess day-to-day it's um, sharing the content that comes through from the editorial team. So we've got um, editors in each city and then a couple of national editors, now a new home and lifestyle editor as well. So yeah, me and Holly, who's also on my team, we're kind of like the funnel where once the editors publish content, we're pushing it out on Facebook and Instagram and now I guess TikTok as well. So yeah, a big part of the job is I guess like learning and adapting um, to what the audience responds to and then yeah, sharing that with the team and translating it into like the copy for the copy and design, I guess, for future posts. But yeah, bigger picture, I guess it's working on like the social strategy more holistically. So how we can grow the audience, um, better ways to share our content and then reporting and all of those things. Social media is such a tricky skill to have. And, you know, working in PR and marketing, it's something that I've always had to be somewhat across and dabble in, but it is so ever evolving, right? It's changing from the algorithms to the platforms. You mentioned TikTok. How do you stay abreast with all of this new knowledge that you constantly need to be across? It's hard. I guess I spend a lot of time on, you know, social anyway. So whether it's for for job for the job or personal stuff. But I guess yeah, I'm subscribed to like so many social media emails. I follow so many like social media experts on Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook. I'm joined I joined a bunch of Facebook groups. So yeah, I've just got like the alarm bells go off every time I see like social media something <laughs> when I'm scrolling. I'm like, oh maybe I should pay attention to this. That's so funny. And I it TikTok to me is such a weird platform. I love it. I'm TikTok's number one fan. But when it first came out, uh, it was based off musically, right? It was people lip singing and dancing. And to me, that doesn't really interest me. But now I follow all these pages that are quite similar to say a broadsheet where it's like, you know, here's the top date nights in Melbourne or have you tried this bar in Melbourne? And it's so curated to the things that I like and enjoy. It is just such a fascinating platform. How do you find TikTok? I love TikTok. I spend so much time on TikTok. I guess in a like career sense or, you know, work-wise at the moment, we're still trying to work out what that looks like for Broadsheet. Um, We've dabbled and, yeah, it's tricky. Like knowing what – it's obviously like a different audience to what we have on Instagram and Facebook at the moment. So learning what they like um, and being able to create content for them that still feels like us is really important. But, yeah, I guess we're we're currently in the process of working out a proper strategy. Um, We're about to – on board a new uh, content creator. So that's going to be really exciting so that we can have more resources, I guess, to be able to make time for TikTok because it takes up yeah, a huge amount of time between editing and doing the research as well. I love it and I'm really excited to see how Broadsheet can kind of make TikTok its own. But yeah, watch this space. I, I am very keen to see what you guys get up to on there. But I feel like at the moment it's still a bit of a tricky platform for brands to navigate or even brands using TikTok content creators and influencers to sell products. Like there is such a big opportunity there, but it's how do you do this in an organic way where TikTok feels like a platform that ads just feel a little bit awkward on? Yeah, I think like Broadsheet's really lucky and like, as you said, a lot of um, 
the organic content that's out there at the moment feels very broadly. So, you know, being able to kind of translate what we're already doing on the website and what we're already doing on Instagram into video content um, seems pretty seamless for us. Um, and we know that like the audience is already kind of out there and, and wants that content. Um, as I said, we've like done a couple of videos now and, and we, I, I guess, understanding what they are into. But yeah, that more like commercial side of things and like being able to work with brands and that, yeah, that side is not something I guess we've completely nailed yet or I guess built out a proper strategy for. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to like to start working with brands and um, creators and I guess like sharing audiences as well with them. Mm, And there's definitely an appetite for it because I think more and more recently I'm just seeing an increase of content that is quite, oh, here's a nice like restaurant in Melbourne. Have you tried it? And I'm like, no, I haven't. I'm going to save this. Save, yeah. And apart from being on these platforms and engaging with content on these platforms, do you have any advice for those kind of wanting to learn more about social media, where to go and where to get this information from? I feel like it's not always about trying to, you know, consume like what what you should be doing on social or, you know, like the tips and tricks kind of stuff, but more about actually just like learning what or like recognising what you interact with and then working out why and then applying that to, you know, I guess the ideas that you're bringing forward to a brand or whatever. So I I guess I follow like so many publications, so many brands that inspire me. Um, And I'm always like making notes down of, you know, why I really like this content, um, what what was it that made me click through to their link in bio, that kind of stuff, and then applying that to what I do at Broadsheet. Um, so I guess, yeah, the advice for, like, people that are interested in social and want to kind of be in, be in that sphere is understanding what you resonate with and how you can apply that to brands or, you know, the company that you want to work for, bringing those ideas forward. And in terms of those wanting to have your role in the future, what should they be studying? Is it is it that marketing course or is there something else more specific to social these days? I think like specifically at Broadsheet, copy is still a big um, part of the job, understanding like how to speak to the audience in a way that's like succinct, personable, um, you know, that's going to get them to click through without being clickbaity. That's, I guess, still a big part of what we're looking for in like social media coordinators and things like that so I think that's like the first and foremost you know course in like journalism or um, communications those kind of things and then you know there are platforms like Canva now where we you know we use a lot I think the design is second to that you can kind of learn and use templates and you know someone else can create the templates for you to adapt to content so I think yeah especially at broadsheet words are still first but you know as we can see with TikTok and all those things like video is obviously becoming a bigger and bigger part of a social media role so being able to shoot content I guess is very important as well. There's so many skills that you need to have in your role right? So many hats yes. (laughs) Now what is it working for such an iconic title and especially in Melbourne it is so a part of the zeitgeist like broadsheet? Yeah it's a lot of fun you know I guess the people I work with the colleagues as much as they are friends we spend so much time together um obviously in the office but then with so many events and things that we're attending we socialize a lot outside of work as well 
so yeah, I, I guess like there are so many perks. We get invited to so many fun events, restaurant openings, but also like our culture team works really hard to make sure that there's kind of something to look forward to every week in the office, whether it's like morning yoga or, you know, a catered lunch or things like that. Yeah, it's just a really, it's a really great environment. But the people I think is the is the best part. That's one of the most important parts of a job, right, is the culture. You could be working anywhere. You could be doing social media for a mortgage broker which sounds so boring but if you're with a good a good group of people you're in a great environment and a supportive network it just it's still fun definitely but I'm sure I won't see you mortgage broking anytime soon <laughs> Uh, somehow I don't think so no <laughs> and of course with all the work perks I have to ask you A very, very selfish question. Where should I be heading out in Melbourne? Where are the coolest bars and events and restaurants that are on your like top of your to-do list and recommendations? It's so hard. Literally, like this is my job and I'm like pushing out all this content every day. And then someone asks me this question. I'm like a deer in the headlights. Like, where do I tell them to go? And they like give me very specific briefs of like, you know, somewhere like inner city Italian share plates. And I'm like, I can't think of a single thing. But I guess like in summer, I'm really looking forward to spending a lot of time on like the Johnny's green room rooftop. I really like Hope Street Radio. Um, Grill Americano is lots of fun for like a a fancy event. You can tell that I really like Italian food. But um, (laughs) um, what else? I don't know. I just like I love being outdoors. I love being on rooftops. The runner up rooftop is a lot of fun. But yeah, I recently went to the Rhone exhibition at the Flinders Street Ballroom obsessed I loved it so much um I want to go back again to be able to just like soak it all in but that's like I think that's until April so I was looking that up the other day it is it is on until April because I was like I really want to go but this side of the year is getting so hectic so next year I'll be there well I'm glad that it has your official thumbs up yes yes I would love to pick your brains about 10 years ago a your role wouldn't have even existed media outlets wouldn't have really focused that much on social media you know we were in the time where magazines were all in print so many publications didn't even want to think about the digitization of media where do you think the media industry is heading big question Look, obviously video is like huge. I think that's that's just the way forward. I think the storytelling that video can do is something that, you know, we obviously couldn't do in print, couldn't do in statics kind of website content. And then, yeah, being able to translate that now into video is really exciting. Do you think TikTok will take over and will be our primary platform? Yeah, I think like what we're finding, I guess, is like our audience, we've got a huge audience on Instagram. And as much as we're like going to, you know, plan to grow TikTok, a big part of our audience, because it's already there on Instagram, we want to be feeding them the exciting things that we're doing there as well. Um, So I think Reels, like as much as I don't really spend time on Reels, you know, scrolling on Reels um, in my personal time, like the brands that I do follow, I do engage with their reels. So I think definitely video is just like the way forward. And I guess like too, we saw like over the pandemic, that switch from like Facebook news or like going to Facebook for your news to Instagram and how it became much more like accessible to read, um, much more exciting to take in like infographics and all of those kind of things. So I think that's really like, I guess it's a really exciting way to be able to share news and like help people digest it so that's I guess a a space that I 
I'm really interested in because I like being able to present news and present stories and things in like more creative ways. You're really right about how over the pandemic, especially that Instagram became a news platform that it never really was before. And now I feel like that's even like the first place that I find out about car crashes or, you know, even Aaron Carter dying yesterday. First thing on my Instagram. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely become as soon as like brands and I guess people generally started putting like text over images on Instagram. I think that really changed the game. I think like before no one even had thought to do that. It was just kind of like, yeah, Instagram is a place for beautiful photos. And then suddenly, yeah, I feel like the pandemic really is, I guess when I noticed it, that yeah, all those kind of infographics and being able to share content like that was, yeah, really cool to see. Yeah, I agree. And I find now that Facebook can be a little bit more clickbaity than say Instagram, like Instagram, because there is such a minimal amount of space and whatnot. It's very fact driven, which I like more so than Facebook. It's like, oh God, I need to read about this here and click this link and da 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 da. And yeah, I think like Instagram, there's still such, it feels like to me, there's still such a barrier when you have to like go to someone's profile and then go to their link in bio. Um, but I feel like people are still more willing to do that these days like I think that's grown a lot more um people are engaging in the content because it's from brands that they follow or publications that they follow that they you know have built kind of this like relationship with that they're willing to like do those steps to understand more about a story whereas I think Facebook was a bit less personal and you just kind of like were scrolling a feed you're often getting links from you know places you didn't follow or whatever whereas yeah I think the Instagram feeds a lot more curated yes exactly now before I ask a few quick questions about PR and how PRs can best work with you what you've said today you've peppered in a little bit of advice for people wanting to work in social media is there anything else you want to add for those that are like this is my future this is what I want to do I think there's like this misconception that you know if you want a job in social media you have to like have a presence on social media um and you know I guess when I started at Broadsheet I was the social team it was just me and now we've grown to like there's five of well there'll soon be five of us and a lot of the team don't really use social media in their like personal time at all um they obviously use it to like scroll and you know but they're very much um not posting and yeah I think that's like important to know for people that like maybe have an interest in working in social they don't necessarily need to have followers or a platform um to be able to get that off the ground but yeah I guess otherwise like as I said before it's just following following brands and things that inspire you yeah for me it's just like I get so much inspiration and like creativity from I don't know all the places that I follow so yeah I think it's just like really being a sponge to what you're consuming and recognizing why you engage in certain posts and accounts and things like that. I really like that you flagged that misconception about you don't actually need to be an Instagram influencer to be a content creator for a brand because I am sure that is a roadblock for so many people. Yeah, I think so. And I guess like even to us recently, like looking for a content creator, because the the space is so fresh and so new, like asking people to provide examples of their work, they probably just don't have it. So yeah, I guess it's just like, I don't know, if you want to like apply for a role or something, it's just in your day-to-day life, like recording content or taking photos and like thinking about how you can 
turn it into content that people would engage with. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, I know personally as a PR who's worked across many restaurant openings that, you know, the goal is to be featured on broadsheet and the broadsheet social media. What advice do you have for us who need to achieve this? (laughs) Gosh, it's tricky. I guess because like, as I mentioned before, we're kind of like the funnel in how it all works like a lot of things come through the editorial team and then we're just kind of like the follow-up to that but more and more I guess I guess firstly to that like it's really understanding the broadsheet brand why why like the brand that you're representing would fit in broadsheet is important and like flagging that with the editors and yeah sometimes like we get sent things that I know it's you know it's people's job to to do that as well but like things that just feel really off brand and we're like oh that was never going to work you know but if it feels on brand for us then I guess that's the most important but I guess more specifically for social as I mentioned before again like with reels really like taking off having like the first look exclusive kind of things to like a walkthrough of your venue or of your space or yeah giving us like I guess the the video like I don't know, I think the video space is where like we're really having like the the social team is able to have like the control a bit more of um, what goes out without it kind of needing to come from the editorial team. That makes heaps of sense and I like the idea of offering you know the first walkthrough because I can see that on social media and I can see that I would engage in that. I'd be like oh my gosh there's this cool new restaurant let's take a look. So that makes so much sense and in terms of a PR building a relationship with you where should they start the important thing is you know just to be really personable with us when like an email feels like it's come from like a big mail out and you know there's no hi how are you how you going how's the how's the weather (laughs) you know that kind of stuff where it feels like you've kind of sent you may not have sent the email just to us but when it feels like it has been that's when we like you know we pay more attention we're obviously screening through so many emails a day but yeah when it feels like you're talking to us I think that's really important and then I guess just here at events and things like coming over and introducing yourself, chatting to us. Um. That's great advice. And my final PR question for you, with restaurant openings or events, do you have any do's or don'ts for PRs? Do's or don'ts? I think I think the important thing is just like telling us why like this place is important as opposed to like everything else that is going on in Melbourne at the time, you know, um, or, or Sydney or whatever. Yeah, just like really the point of difference for like why we should be paying paying attention to this event or this restaurant um, I think is most important. And now to end, I have five quick fire questions for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Coffee or tea and how do you take it? Coffee, definitely. If I want to like wake up, I'll have like a, just an espresso in the morning. But if it's like a more social, we're going for a walk in the office, I'll get like an iced almond latte or something. Good order. Emails or phone calls? Emails, definitely. My social anxiety could never. (laughs) Us millennials. I was chatting to someone the other day who was like, why does no one pick up the phone anymore? And I'm like, we hate it. (laughs) Hate it. What is your screen time? Oh, it's embarrassing. Like any week it could be between like four to six hours a day. So that's fine. That's like me. I just, I'll just say it's work, but it's not really. What is your most used app? Instagram. Yeah, I'm, I still spend so much time there. I don't know. I love it. And my final question for you, what is your typical day in media consumption? Yeah, I spend a lot of time on Instagram. 
just like consuming friends content news content all of that I like I know everyone says Facebook is dead but I think or maybe it's just muscle memory but I do like check Facebook a couple of times a day mainly just for like headlines and then if I'm interested I'll google a story and read more about it um I'd have my like Apple news alerts on so I'm always like feel like I like to like stay on top of what's going on right now if there's breaking news or whatever I get notified of that um and then yeah TikTok is my bedtime routine so it's like a lovely entertaining little bit obnoxious lullaby very obnoxious lullaby I would say well thank you so much for your time and thank you for joining me I really appreciate it thank you thank you for having me Thank you for listening to The Press Office with Kate and Co PR. Please subscribe, rate and review via your favourite podcast app and please give us a follow, like and share on Instagram at Kate Co PR.